Welcome to the Colonial Church STA podcast. The vision of Colonial Church is to build an exciting, vibrant, Bible-based church right here in the heart of St. Augustine, Florida. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this message. The title of my message tonight is, Here Comes the Sun. Here Comes the Sun. And a subtitle, if you need, if you're, if you're writing that down, is Living in the Here Now and the Not Yet. And I don't know about you, but there's a lot of here nows and not yet in our lives right now. Um, one of them is uh, we're, we're trying, you know, with all of our might, I suppose, to get into a new building. Colonial Church has been mobile and God has blessed us with the facility and we're so excited. And we've been working, you know, to get everything in motion And we're like, we're in there, but we can't do church there yet. We can't assemble there yet. And so, you know, we have a here now. The building is there now, but also it's not yet because we're not allowed to be into it. (laughs) So we can like see it and we're so ready, but it's like not yet. So it's here now, but it's not yet. Or this, this is really cute, but it's kind of slippery. You know what I mean? (laughs) Did you guys get one of these? They're so fun. They go in your hair. That has nothing to do with what I'm talking about. Um... (laughs) So there's here now and there's not yet and like Amazon Prime, right? That is, you have ordered it, it is yours, it belongs to you because you've paid with your like quick click or whatever it is, like that is the worst slash best marketing idea of all time. Click, what does it say? Like click now or, yeah, that's a problem, one click. (laughs) It's like all husbands everywhere slash all anybody who cares about money was like, no, don't click. (laughs) But when you buy something on Amazon, it's like yours, So it's here now, but it's also not yet because you have to wait even if you do Prime a little bit. If you live in New York, a drone drops it off your doorstep in an hour, but you still have to wait. It's It's yours now, but it's also not yet. Sometimes we're believing for God to do something miraculous in our lives. And what our now looks like maybe doesn't look like what we're hoping are not yet will look like. And we're in the here now and we're waiting for the not yet. And there's tension as we wait because the king of glory has come and he has defeated death in the grave. And so we're here now living in the victory of that, but we're also in the tension of not yet because he hasn't come back and there isn't yet a new heaven and a new earth, even though it's coming. We're here now, but it's not yet. And sometimes we've prayed desperately that God would bring a miracle and it didn't happen like we thought it would. And so we're here now wondering what happened. But there is a not yet that's coming that will be, that will be the fulfillment of everything that God intended. There is a not yet that we haven't experienced. And there's this crazy tension that we live in in, in a really hard seasons and in sort of hard seasons. And I think just through our lives, we're navigating that. And I feel like I've been navigating that tension and wrestling with those questions probably deeply for a decade since we lost our son. I've been wrestling with what does it mean when God doesn't do what I asked him to do? When I know he could, but he didn't. Wrestling with, am I surrendered enough to trust him even when it doesn't go the way I think it should? What is my surrender really like? 
And for us, it can seem like forever that we're in the tragedy or in the storm. I think about the disciples in the boat with Jesus. And it can feel like forever that the waves are crashing all around you and you're sure you're going to go under. And Jesus is there with you and you're wondering, what is he doing? And we have to wait for the not yet for him to stand up and calm the seas. And it's not because he wasn't there. It was just not yet. Because our life is like a vapor. It's just a breath in the scheme of eternity. And what we cannot see sometimes leaves us wrestling. And what we don't yet understand sometimes leaves us torn apart. And can I say to you tonight that that's okay. It's okay to wrestle. It's okay to have questions. God is not afraid of your questions. But hear this, he is still on the throne. He has not left the throne. He is not out of, he has not left control of what's happening. Sometimes he's just doing bigger things than we can see. And if we believe that he is a loving God, sometimes we just have to trust him with our not yet. We have to talk about this stuff because sometimes we suffer in silence because we're afraid to say anything. Don't know what that is. Sorry, am I breathing too hard? Questions you never thought you'd ask. (laughs) There's so many rabbit trails in my head right now. So I had this scripture on my heart months ago. But to be honest, it was a totally different message. um, Because my heart was leaning towards something else. And then because of the week's events, I couldn't hang on to that. And it was funny because the last probably months... I've been feeling like I just wasn't get anywhere, getting anywhere with this message that I felt like was in my heart. And you know, God knew. He knew that wasn't the message for tonight. And so I just want to encourage you with that. He knows you're here. And so this is a word for you. So this is the verse that was in my heart. You can read it in any version. I love the language and the message, and so I'm just going to read that out to us tonight, and it'll be on the screens. It says, Then Zechariah was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied, Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He came and set his people free. He set the power of salvation in the center of our lives and in the very house of David, his servant, just as he promised long ago through the preaching of his holy prophets. Deliverance from our enemies and every hateful hand, mercy to our fathers as he remembers to do what he said he'd do. What he swore to our father Abraham, a clean rescue from the enemy camp so we can worship him without a care in the world, made holy before him as long as we live. And you, my child, prophet of the highest, will go ahead of the master to prepare his ways. He's talking about John the Baptist, his son. Present the offer of salvation to his people, the forgiveness of their sins, through the heartfelt mercies of our God. God's sunrise will break in upon us, shining on those in the darkness, those sitting in the shadow of death, my gosh, then showing us the way, one foot at a time, down the path of peace. God's sunrise will break in upon us, shining on those in the darkness those sitting in the shadow of death, then showing us the way one foot at a time down the path of the peace of peace. Let's pray. God, we love you so much. 
God, and I just pray that I would get out of the way so that you could say what you want to say to your girls. By your presence and your power, Holy Spirit, speak to our hearts. God, give us receptive hearts, hearts that are, hearts that are leaning into what you want to say to us tonight. There is no good thing apart from you, God. We want to hear from you tonight, Heavenly Father. And it's your name we pray. Amen. So a few things tonight. He will come like he promised. He will come just like he promised that he would. I don't know where you find yourself tonight. I don't know what the season of your life looks like. But he will come just like he promised. He always does. The sunrise will break through the darkness. He will come like he promised and the sunrise will break through the darkness. That's what happens when he shows up because he is light. So anywhere that he goes, no matter what the darkness looks like, if he shows up, there's light and it brings light to all the things that are around. So he will come like he promised and his sunrise will break through the darkness and he will show us the way down the path of peace. That's what he does. When he shows up and he brings his light into our darkness, when he shows up like he promised and then he's there and there's light all around us. He starts showing us the way down the path of peace because that's what he does. He starts showing you where your feet are supposed to go. His word is a lamp to your feet and a light to your path. So all you have to do is ask him to come and he always comes because he promised that he would and then his light will start to break through the darkness that you're walking through and he will start to show you by his word and by his spirit how to walk down the path of peace. And all of creation points to this. I don't know if you've ever looked around or noticed, but all of creation points back to Jesus. It was made by him and for him and finds its purpose in him. That's what Colossians 1 says. It all points back to him. So if you think about a sunrise, which is how beautifully the message puts this verse that his sunrise will break in upon us. If you think about a sunrise and you've ever like finally gotten up earlier to go and watch a sunrise, you finally got enough ear- up early enough. Has anybody like really bad at going to watch sunrises but wishes they weren't? Okay, great. Glad I'm not the only one. People post pictures and I'm like, come on, you do that like once every two years and you're like, it didn't count unless it went on your Instagram. I would love to go watch Sunrise, but I have too many children keeping me awake all the time to like wake up for that stuff. But I still love God and his creation. I just enjoy the sunsets. (laughs) But the sun rises every single day. And if you've ever had one of those moments where you're like, I'm finally going to get up and I'm going to watch the sunrise tomorrow. And then you fail to look at the weather report and you just jump in your car and you assume it's still a little bit foggy just because like you're not ever up that early. So you wouldn't know if it was different. And then you get to the beach and all of a sudden it's just like gray. So you just have to own it and you just sit there with your coffee or not coffee because you're like me and you are going to miss it if you made coffee. And you just, isn't this beautiful? This is what all the people talk about, isn't it? This is gorgeous. It's beautiful, gray, sun rising somewhere. But all of creation points back to God. And so I look at that and I think of that. And I've seen beautiful sunrises, believe it or not, at points in my life when I was younger. And seen the colors that come alive in the morning light. And I've seen the beauty of God in his sunrise and in his creation. I've seen it. But sometimes the sunrise, even though it's coming up, you can't see it. Sometimes it's foggy and sometimes it's cloudy. But the sun is still rising. 
You see what I'm saying? It's all points back. Our lives point back to him. Creation points back to him. So when we see him, we, him say his sunrise will break in upon us. Can I just tell you, he shows up. Sometimes it's just cloudy, but you can believe that he's there. It might not look how you expect it or how you want it to look in the moment, but he always shows up. Sun always rises. The sun always rises, no matter what the weather's like. And he always shows up. It might look differently than you hoped, but he always shows up. So this is what we know. God's sunrise has broken in upon us. It is shining on us, even in the darkness. Shining on us, sitting in the shadow of death and showing us the way, one foot at a time, down the path of peace. But while we're living in this here now but not yet world, I think we need some handles. I think we need some help navigating what it's like to wrestle with these moments of why God without taking him off of the throne of our hearts. So I just have a few points I want to share quickly. Number one, we have to remember that God is still God. In every season, he is still God. He is good and he never changes. And we have to be able to ask our questions without displacing him from the throne of our hearts. We, we cannot displace him from his throne. So we just lay that out there. He is on the throne, period. But there is a place in our lives that he belongs, which is at the center. And sometimes our questions can cause us to displace him from the, the throne of our hearts where he belongs. And it's like removing all navigational ability from us as believers. It's like removing everything that was meant to point us back to where he wanted us to be. When we take him off the throne of our hearts, looking for answers anywhere, when he's the only place that we find answers and he's the safest place to be when we're not sure. And God just gave me this picture of like, of a thief breaking into a a master creator, a master potter's shop where he's made these beautiful things, you know, where he's just, he's formed these creations, a master creator, a master artisan. And a thief breaking in with not the intent of taking anything, just with the intent of smashing everything that he could find just with the intent of destroying. And I think that's what the enemy does. He comes into the, to the masterpiece maker's world and he just wants to destroy our lives. And sometimes we find ourselves a little bit broken by the thief. And then what happens is not knowing what to do with all of these broken pieces and not trusting maybe that the master creator can put us back together. We start looking for anybody who could make something out of what was left. When the only place all of these broken pieces were ever meant to go was back to the creator. Because there is another shop that he has where he takes all of the broken pieces and he starts to put them back together again. And if you go to that next shop, you'll find that the pieces are more beautiful than they ever were before. And that even what the thief had broken, the master creator could take and put back together again and make something more beautiful and even more useful from them. 
So we have to remember that we have a master creator, that he is still God, even in the brokenness, and we can just take these pieces of our lives and bring them back to him and trust that he's gonna form something beautiful. Number two, fully embrace the hope and expectation of heaven. So in order to navigate the here, now, and the not yet, we have to embrace that there is a home for us. And this isn't it. In Hebrews 13, it says, For here we have no lasting city, but we seek the city that is to come. And we have a home in heaven. We have an eternal home that we were created for. And while this life is but a breath, we can fully embrace that there is something better coming for us. And then what we endure right now, the sufferings that we endure, nothing compared to the glory of God that we'll experience when we meet him face to face. And he has given you the strength and the endurance that even in your weakness, he would be strong. So even when you're facing trials, which Jesus said, you will face things. There will be things. There will be things you can't, you feel like you cannot endure, but he has given you what you need to walk through them in a way that doesn't leave you broken, but leaves you beautiful. But you can't find that if he's not on the throne of your heart. Three, shift everything you thought about timelines. If you want to navigate the here, now, and the not yet, quit trying to tell God how to run your life. (laughs) Right? (laughs) I want what I think I need right when I think I need it. And yet God is still God. So he knows what I need when I need it. And he's got enough when I have not enough. Number four, embrace refinement. This is what it says in 1 Peter chapter 1, starting in verse 6. I know how great this makes you feel, even though you have to put up with every kind of aggravation in the meantime. Pure gold put in the fire comes out of it proved pure. Genuine faith put through this suffering comes out proved genuine. When Jesus wraps all of this up, it's your faith, not your gold, that God will have on display as evidence of his victory. So we've got to embrace the refinement. Because contrary to what most people would want you to believe, their refinement is just getting the gold out of you. And I love that the Tapestry Girls shirt says, stay gold. And it says, stay gold, because you guys are going to walk through some stuff in your life, and you're going to figure out that it feels hot and flamey sometimes. You feel like you can't figure it out on your own. There's a lot that you're figuring out. There's a lot of pressure coming in on you. To be a certain way, to look a certain way, to have a certain presence around other people, to be enough for others, but you don't have to be enough for anybody else. You be exactly who God made you to be. You don't need to try to make sure that other people like you. You don't have to become what they need you to be. You you become exactly who God has created you to be, and that will be enough. And all of that fire is going to turn into like, this girl is on fire. You know what I mean? Like, not the fire that burns you and leaves you wounded. Like, the fire that you're like, holla. (laughs) Stay gold. Let that fire work out the things that God needs to work out in your heart so that he can make you the woman that he's called you to be. You guys have purpose. You've got calling. God has things for you in these days that you could have never dreamed. But he has to be right in the center of your life. And then the last thing is look for the road signs on the path of peace. 
if he's shining in the darkness and he's leading us down the path of peace, then we're not wandering aimlessly and we've got to keep our eyes peeled for the trail markers on this path of peace to make sure we're still there, still on the way. And he will put markers just like on any trail that you go hiking down. There's markers to let you know, all right, you're, you're almost there. Keep going a little bit further. And there's a few road marks that I just wanted to highlight. You'll, you'll know you're on the trail because there will be peace. If you're ever not sure what to do, if you're ever like, I don't know how to walk through this moment, I don't know what the right decision is, follow peace. Jesus is the prince of peace. And the road marks on his path of, of peace surprisingly, is peace. He is the prince of peace, so wherever he's leading you, there will always be peace because where he is, there is peace. He said, my peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. Sorry, guys, I'm not following any of the scriptures. I see them up there. (laughs) They know me so well. Trust is another road marker. And this is what Proverbs says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. So do you trust him? If you're on the path of peace, trust is a road marker and it is a sign that you've surrendered. Trust will mark the path. And lastly, A road marker on the path of peace is surrender. (coughs) Matthew 11 says, Then Jesus said, Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I'm humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. And as we're navigating this here, now, and the not yet, surrender has to be like the flame, the torch we're carrying down the road. We've got to stop fighting our own battles. I seriously think sometimes we're like, we're fighting against what the Lord is trying to do in our lives. And we're, we think we're fighting this like God battle, and but we're really just fighting against what God is trying to accomplish. And all the while he's fighting the real battle for us, but we're fighting against him and, and we just need to surrender so that we can let him fight our battles for us. And I love that we sang that tonight. This is how I fight my battles in surrender. I've surrendered and I no longer have to be the one who's figured it all out. Because he goes before me And it is a path of peace, not because I figured out how to just carry peace and be peaceful. It's a path of peace because Jesus is all through it. And because I'm not fighting down the path anymore, trying to work my way to something good, he's doing it all for me because of my surrender. And I don't know about you tonight, but that's where I want to live. I want to live in that place of surrender. And I had this picture in my head of a battle raging because we know that the battle is not against flesh and blood, right? So there's a supernatural battle happening for our hearts all the time. And I just had this picture of a battle raging and us fighting so hard to just be okay, to put ourselves back together. And I just felt like God said, just throw up your white flag. 
in a battle when you're just done fighting and you know you can't do it anymore, you just pick up a flag and you hold it up in the middle of the battle and you say, I give up. I'm going to stop trying to fight for myself. I can't do it by myself anymore. There is nothing in me that's strong enough to do this on my own. And that's how I feel. I don't know how you feel, but there's nothing in me that's strong enough or good enough or ticks enough boxes in the religion category to fight my battles on my own. This, this is how I fight my battle. And so down your row on the side, if you look to one of the sides, if you're on the end, there's some bags. And if you'll just pick it up and start passing it down your row, there's some white flags in there. And this is something for you to keep. Because tonight I want you to walk away with a flag of surrender. It's just a cheap piece of white material. There's nothing, we didn't like anoint it with anything. It hasn't been to Jerusalem. It's just a white flag. But sometimes the most simple reminders are the most profound. (laughs) And before we go on, I just want to take a minute and I want to give you girls a chance to respond. Because I don't know who's in here tonight that's never encountered the love of God like this. Who's never walked into a room and gone, something in me is leaping inside. My heart is beating out of my chest because I feel like God is talking directly to me. And maybe you've never said yes to Jesus. You've never gone to the first point of surrender where you've said, you can have it all, God. I can't do it on my own anymore. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father but through me. So until we confess with our mouths and believe in our hearts that he is Lord and he was raised from the dead, then there is no way to life, to eternal life. It's through him. So we're just gonna close our eyes for a minute just to give you guys privacy. And if that's you tonight, I'm going to count to three. And I just, when I say three, want you to lift up your white flag. This is between you and God. But when I say three, I just want you to lift up that white flag to say, I surrender God. So one, Jesus loves you. There's no one that can love you like he does. Two, He died for you and he made a way for you to have an everlasting, eternal relationship with God the Father. No breaks, no barriers, just you and him, heart to heart, a real relationship. Three, if that's you, why don't you just put up your white flag? Beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you, Jesus. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a minute and we're just going to pray together. You can put your flags down. 
This is what we're going to do. We're just going to pray together because we're a sisterhood. So when when one person prays, we all pray, (laughs) okay? It's because we're a family. So I'm going to lead us in a prayer, and this isn't like the magic prayer. This is you surrendering your life, and it's a one-time deal. You don't have to do it over and over again and keep working your way to make sure you're still saved. Once you say this, you have a relationship with him, and there's nothing that can separate you from his love. Okay, so we're just going to pray together. Would you repeat after me? Jesus. Thank you that you love me. Come on, everybody. Thank you that you died for me. I am a sinner in need of you. I give you my life. I call you my Lord, my risen Savior. Come into my heart. Lead my life. Thank you, Jesus. I am now a Christian in Jesus' name. We hope you got something out of that message. We would really love to connect with you. Why not join us at church on Sundays or connect with us at colonialchurch.life. We would also love it if you could hit the subscribe button, maybe leave a comment for us or a review to really help us move the ministry of Colonial forward. In Jesus' name, God bless you.